0: Amen. Here we are. We're in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. So if you want to turn there, you can. If not, the uh, scriptures will be up on the uh, screen. We're in the middle of chapter 2. And uh, in the f- chapter 1, we've seen uh, the great plan that God had before the foundation of the world for each one of us. God had this awesome plan of redeeming us. Before we ever screwed up, he knew we screwed up, and he loved us in spite of it. Right? That's how parents should be. You know, you're going to have a kid right off the bat when they're all cute and innocent and lovely. You should look at him. I know you're going to screw up, but I'm going to love you anyways. Right? Right? Because we're all screw ups. But we have an awesome heavenly Father that loves us in spite of our screw ups. Right? And He has a plan for each one of us so that we can avoid. The landmines of, of life. And uh, in chapter 2 last week, um, verses 1 through 10, we've seen how God found us. He found us in our screw-ups. He found us in our messes. He found us dead in our sins and trespasses with no strength within ourselves to be able to redeem ourselves. No strength in us to, to lift us up out of the pit that we have fell into. And it says, but God... But God, in his rich mercy, his filthy rich mercy in the Greek, (laughs) loved us. He loved us and saved us by grace through faith. That's amazing. It's amazing. And this week, we're going to look at the the second half of chapter 2, and we're going to see how Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ removed all barriers. He removed all barriers between us and God. And he also removed all barriers amongst humanity. That sounds crazy, don't it? Because there's a lot of barriers in humanity. And what you find out is that the gospel is is the union of humanity as one. one. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11, it says, Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision, made in the flesh by hands. So this doesn't really sound, in this Western idea of thinking, you're thinking, what does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? But you have to think about the period that this was written in. Let's, let's put it this way. You who are sinners, you who that are just living for yourself, who are called sinners by those that are self-righteous. That's what the world hears from the church. There was a separation between the self-righteous churchgoers and those outside the church. You understand what I'm saying? The Jews were the circumcision. The Gentiles were the uncircumcision. There was a division. The Jews had followed the one true God, and you could only... Be in that camp. You could only be in the Jewish camp if you were a Jew. All other Gentiles were on the outside looking in. And that God wanted nothing to do with them. But before we get too deep into that, I want you to think about something. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh. See, it's good to remember. It's good to remember because... Sometimes we forget what we used to be. It's good to remember, but it's not good to live there. See, we talk about, most of the time we have to really talk about getting people to realize who they are in Christ, right? But there is a a point where you can get to a place where you think that you have arrived. You think that you are somebody special in the body of Christ. You think you're somebody, a super-duper you think that you're up here and other people are down here. And by remembering who you used to be, that keeps you humble. Because you realize who you used to be and who you are now is all by the grace of God. It's all by the grace of God. Isaiah 51, look what it says here. This is, this is God speaking to, the, to Israel through the prophet But this applies to us too, because over and over again in the Old Testament, God commanded the Israelites to remember. Remember when you were slaves in Israel. Remember when I take you into the promised land, and I give you homes you did not build, wells you did not dig, vineyards you did not plant. Remember it was the Lord thy God that gives thee the power to get wealth, so that he might establish his kingdom, his covenant in the world. See, we have a tendency to forget. See, I've heard all my life people talk about, you know, when when the stuff hits the fan, whatever that stuff is, when things go bad, when you're up that creek without a paddle, then you really see what kind of faith you have in God. And that is wrong. That's wrong. It's easy to believe God when you don't have anything going good. It's easy to cry out to God then. If you really want to see what a person believes, have their life going good. Have their finances going good. Have them prosperous. Have them healthy. And see if they're still crying out to God. See if they're still trusting God. Over and over again, we forget that everything we have in life is because of the grace of God. It's because of the grace of God. And this is what Isaiah says. He says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Isaiah's telling the Israel, and, and we can say it to the church today, is look to Jesus in whom you were hewned out of. We were taken out of. Israel was created out of God. God made Israel. And God remade you in Christ Jesus. So there's two places we need to look. We need to look to who we are in Christ. But we also got to look at the pit that he found us in. That when he found us, we were in a pit. And he had to dig us out. We were trapped. We were in quicksand. And we are going down. And he rescued us. And we must never forget that. We must never forget that. That's why praise should just explode out of the believer. When you think of who you used to be. I mean, last night we heard some stories from the men. I remember 20 years ago, this, this, this happened. And now it wouldn't even be named among us. You know what I'm saying? There's a a place that we used to be where God found us and He rescued us. And now. We're looking more and more like Him. He's chiseling away pieces of that rock that we were hewn out of, so that we start looking like Jesus, and that's amazing. That's amazing. Those of us who follow after righteousness and seek the Lord have to look to two directions. We not only have to look to the Lord, the rock whence we were hewn, but we also have to look at, look to the hole, the pit we were dug. This is the antidote. This is the antidote to the poison. The poison of self-righteousness. The poison of pride is to remember. To remember. And I'm not talking about a remembrance where, and we all know this one, where a thought comes back to you of what you did and condemnation comes in. When those thoughts come in, then you look to the rock from which you were hewn. I'm talking about when you think you, Everything's going good to remember if it wasn't for the grace of God, where would you be? Where would you be? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11, therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the, un, the this circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Not only has God removed this barrier that man had with between him and God, which was sin, which was this old nature that we had, right? He gave us a new nature. He connected us with him, but he also removed all the barriers of race, and we are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3, verse 28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. See, this does not sound... Like a big deal to you, but it was a big deal in the Middle East. It's still a big deal in the Middle East. Women in the Middle East, in their minds, are not equal with men. In their minds, the Jews don't see that the Gentiles are equal with them. The Gentiles, Don't think the Jews are equal with them. The slave and free, let's just say the rich and the poor, well, that does happen here in the United States. We don't think poor people are equal with rich people. And rich people, vice versa, they're fighting amongst themselves. They're pointing fingers at each other. And Paul's saying that in Christ Jesus, we are all one. See, these this things that are going on in the Middle East are, are nothing new. It's been going on for ever since man was in existence. Ever, ever since the Jewish nation was made, there was a division. But I got a question for you. Abraham, was he a Jew or a Gentile? He was a Gentile. And God selected one man to make a nation. Israel did not come until Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel in the 12 tribes. See, this plan from God from the foundation of the earth was for the whole world. And that was the promise to Abraham. He said to Abraham that all the nations of the world might be blessed through you. And in the book of Galatians, it talks about in Abraham's seed. And Paul makes this huge distinction. Not seeds. Seed. Speaking of Christ. And what Paul is saying is that through Jesus Christ, all the nations of the world have been blessed, have come into one body, one body in Christ Jesus Jesus, there's no longer Jew or Greek, there's no longer male or female, there's no longer slave or free. We are all one in Christ Jesus. We're all at the same table. There's equality in the church. There's equality in the church. You know, when you're out in the world, there might be divisions among you, but may it never be named among us. In this body, in this building, there is no divisions. We are all on the same, same level, same playing field. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Race is only as deep as your skin. So, you know, ra- your race is only two to three millimeters thick. You can use the same organs in an in a African American that you can use in a Caucasian. You can, an in Indian as you can, in a Jew, Will work in a Muslim. How pathetic! All race is of the flesh. You remove the flesh, there is no race issues. So if you are prejudiced, if you have have race issues amongst your brothers and sisters, if you have problems with thinking that women are equal with men, it's of the flesh. You're carnal. You're not spiritual. It's amazing. Do you know the, whole, the answer to the whole conflict, Middle East conflict, is Jesus Christ? Because this goes back to the Canaanites, the Hittites, the, the Palestinians, which are Philistines. Do you know that Jesus was the answer to all of those issues? That the Jew and the Gentile was supposed to come into Christ and be one? It's amazing. Race is only as deep as your skin. The Holy Spirit unites us all into one family through perfect perfect love. We all have one Father who loves us all all the same and gives us perfect love for one another. This love is, is, is supernatural. Again, it goes back to understanding That the love that, when you think about who you used to be and who you are now and how much God loves you, how can you judge another person? You can't. You just want to share the same love that you have, have experienced with them. Verse 12: That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. There was a time, there was a time when we were without hope, when we were without God. God is pointing out how hopeless we were without Christ and how everything that we now enjoy is all by his grace. We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant promises without hope and without God. Without God, what does that mean? Does it mean God was missing no, it means that God was a covenant. is a covenant God. He's a relational God. And if you don't have a covenant with God, you don't experience the inheritance of the saints. You don't inherit the promises without having a covenant with God. That's why the word of God is so important. If you're not experiencing God through the word of God, then you'll never experience God. The commonwealth of Israel, what is that talking about? See, a, there was a separation there too. And, and the Bible talks about it over and over again, about how, how a Jew is not a Jew in flesh only, but one a Jew that was inwardly of faith. Abraham was counted righteous, not because he circumcised himself, but it says that he believed God, and God accounted it to him as righteousness. See, that whole idea, it's all the flesh... I don't want to get into this too much, but but the whole circumcision is a symbol of being different from all the rest of the world. And that difference was supposed to be something that only you knew. It wasn't meant to go out and flaunt. That's why it was done the way it was done, right? Paul talks about how how the believers, they were having this problem, the Jews saying, well, you, if you're gonna, you can believe in Christ, but you need to get circumcised. And he talks about how, how they came in and spied out our freedom. What's that mean? That means that they were putting their heads underneath the stall to see if you were circumcised or not. Because they weren't. How would you know? See, your covenant, your relationship with God is Personal just like circumcision was personal yet really no one should know except the ones that are closest to you <laughs> right but <laughs> your relationship with god is personal and and it wasn't just the circumcision it was believing it was believing god it was believing god So he's, he's taken them back and taken them to a place to remind them that there was a time. There was a time where you, were without God, without hope in the world, without the promises, you were cut off from the commonwealth. I was, I was going to talk about the commonwealth. The commonwealth are those that were believing Jews. Not just in the flesh, but they were believing in the promises of God, of the Messiah. There's a difference between Israel and the remnant. If you read through the Bible, there's always a remnant of God. And those were those that believed. You know, Elijah got to a place where he thought that he was the only one that believed God anymore. And God just told him, shut up. I got a couple thousand more that are just on fire for me as, as you are. See, there's a difference between being a Christian and being a believer. We have a lot of Christians in the United States of America. But are you a believer? Do you have that intimacy? Do you have the circumcision of the heart? Are, are you in, in the covenant of God? Huge difference. So he's talking to these, these Gentiles that feel like they were separated, that they had no part with God. He's reminding them all this. He says, but now, but now Christ Jesus... But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You who were once far off has been brought near. We were all separated from God by an impassable gulf. And we've all, we've all seen those pictures, right? It's part of the, the uh, gospel road and all that, showing that sin was a chasm, and it was. It separated us from God, right? And then they draw a cross, Coming down in that chasm and bridged the gap between God and man, and, God, and man could have no fellowship with, with God because of their sin. But Christ came and destroyed, destroyed, abolished that chasm. See that the problem with that picture is, is that it, the chasm still exists. As we're going to read here in a couple more verses, that chasm has been filled in. There is no chasm there's only a door and it's open. And it's the door of Jesus Christ. Sin has been totally destroyed in the body of Christ Jesus. Sin is not keeping anyone out of a relationship with God. What you do with Jesus Christ is the only thing that keeps you out. Jesus Christ is the one that unifies us with God and unifies us with our fellow brothers and sisters. It's only in him. Job talks about this problem that that humanity had, that humanity couldn't reach out, couldn't have fellowship, couldn't have a relationship with God. And in Job chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, it says, Truly I know it is so, but how can a man be righteous before God? If one wished to contend with him, he could not answer him one time of a thousand. God is infinite, he's awesome, he's holy and righteous, and Job was just a man. He said, if God were to ask him a question, ask him a thousand questions, he wouldn't be able to answer one of the questions. So what was the remedy? What was, what was Job wanting? Verse 32 and 33, he tells us, For he is not a man as I am, that I may answer him, and that we should go to court together, nor is there any mediator between us who may lay his hand on the both. He's saying there is no one. There is no one to mediate between man and God. There's no one to come and put his hand on humanity and put his hand on God and unite the differences. But glory to God, there is a man. There is a mediator. mediator. Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is that mediator. He is fully man and fully God. God. And he has unified, brought into union, humanity and God together. It's amazing. Only if there were someone who could lay a hand on God and the other a man, he could unite them together. Well, thank God there is. Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. Jesus Jesus satisfied claims of of man because he is man. The work of the cross unified God and man together forever. Do you realize that? See, this is something we don't think about. We think that Jesus was man just for 33 years of his life. No, he's still man right now. When he laid down everything that made him separate from man and became man, he, that was a choice that he determined would be forever, eternity. He sits at the right hand of God as a resurrected man. That's amazing to think about. That's how much God loves humanity. That's how much God loves you. That you are forever in union, baptized into Christ Jesus. Humanity is always in Christ Jesus. We are one with him. And that's that's just amazing to think about. Verse 13, through this union with Christ, that's what we're talking about, we who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We once were far off, but Jesus Christ has brought us together. There's no longer a gulf of separation from God, only an open door that we all need to walk through. Verse 14, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation. He himself, God himself in Christ Jesus, has has made our peace with God who has made both one and and broken down the middle law of separation. And it says that he himself is our peace. He is our peace with God. You know, when when the angels came and declared the birth of Christ, what did they say? They said, glory to God in the highest, peace, goodwill towards men. They were proclaiming that God's not mad at you anymore. The Savior of the world has come. There is no separation between man and God. There's peace and goodwill towards men. We've always interpreted it, peace, goodwill among men. And that's not true at all. There's only peace and goodwill among men when you come into the unity of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 19. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What is the ministry of a Christian? Reconciliation. When you reconcile two parties, what do you do? You create peace. Look what it says. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And it goes on to say that we are now ambassadors for Christ, and we plead as God pleading through us, you be reconciled to God. You can't get any plainer than that. God has reconciled the earth unto himself, He is not holding anything against humanity. And our job as believers are to go out and tell them the good news, that God's not mad at you. But that's not what we proclaim. We proclaim that God is mad at you. And these are all your sins. God's not mad at you. Jesus Christ has broken down the wall that separated us, and we are all one in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.14, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Two, true equality among races only exists in the body of Christ. Only the Holy Spirit can remove prejudice placed in our heart by Satan. It cannot be legislated out. The whole race thing is, is carnal. And if you fall into that, in that trap, all you are doing is being carnal. And this whole deal is, uh, is inspired by Satan. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that means barrier, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Christ abolished, that means destroyed. Christ destroyed any barriers that you had between you and God. Jesus abolished the barrier. This means totally destroyed. The cross was sinless. The cross was sinless, spotless humanity dying for cursed, sinful humanity. You understand what I just said? On the cross was sinless, spotless humanity. Jesus became humanity for us, dying for sinful humanity. All those Laws and commandments contained in, the, contained in ordinances that separated us from God. These, these were the Ten Commandments. These were the, the ordinances of um, sacrifices, Sabbath days, hygiene, what you could and what you could not eat, how long you could grow your hair, if you could trim the, your sideburns, all these things. If you could trim your beard, all these things, Christ lived out perfectly. He lived out The ordinances, and he lived out the commandments perfectly. And he died for all of us that could not live those ordinances out. Christ abolished it, and he took it out of the way. Look at what Colossians states. Chapter 2, verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That's good news. Everything that you don't like about yourself, everything that makes you feel like God can't accept you, Jesus said that he wiped it away and he nailed it to the cross and you have full access to God now. Jesus has removed the curse of the law, but all the blessings are still intact. Look at Galatians chapter 3, 13 through 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everything, the wall of separation has been removed. Everything that you thought separated you from God has been removed. And the blessing is all that's left. The blessing of Abraham is all that's left in your life. Verse 16, In that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the division, the enmity. Who did he reconcile in one body? The Jew and the Gentile. But he also reconciled God and humanity. Because it was all in one body, in Christ. The, Christ. the cross was the final fulfillment of the law. Jesus fulfilled the sacrificial part in his death, and the ordinances, that he, in the life that he lived. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. He came and he preached peace, reconciliation between God and man, to us that were far off and to those that were near. He's talking about Gentiles and he's talking about the Jews. The Gentiles were far off. They did not have a covenant with God. Then they have the laws of God. And he's talking about those who were near, who were the Jews. But there's a big difference. You can be far off and you can be near, but if you're not in, it don't matter. It matter. don't matter. A believer is in Christ. You can't get any closer than that. And Christ is in you. Verse 19. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Think about this. Everything that you thought disqualified you from being in a relationship with God has been removed out of the way. It doesn't matter. To put this in our, our terms of today, it doesn't matter if you're not, you're, you're not one of those churchy people. You've been brought near to God in Christ Jesus in union with God in Christ Jesus. All those things that you look at other individuals Even in this body, you might look at it and say, man, I wish I could be like that person. Or God must really love them more than he loves me. Why do their prayers get answered and my prayers don't get answered? You're building up barriers between God and you. You're saying that God has favorites. He doesn't have favorites. Everything has been removed in Christ Jesus. He wants the same for you as he wants for the person next to you. There is no divisions. And if our mind, if we allow our mind to build up those walls, those barriers between us and God and us and our brothers and sisters, it leads to destruction. It leads to conflict. We all have the same foundation. Our, the same foundation, the Gentiles and the Jews have the same foundation of the, of the prophets in the Old Testament. And we're all one in Christ Jesus. Both Jews and Gentiles have the same foundation of the Old Testament. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. A chief cornerstone. What's a chief cornerstone? A chief cornerstone is, a, is the corner of where two walls come together, it's the foundation of a merging of two walls. And Jesus is the chief cornerstone. What are those two walls? The Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus connects them both together. Jesus did not come to do away with the Old Testament. He came to fulfill the Old Testament and give us a new covenant in Christ Jesus. The work of the cross went back in, in time as well as forward. The Old Testament saints were justified or counted righteous by looking forward to the work which was yet to come. We are justified by looking back to the work which was already done. That rendement. Look forward to the coming of the Messiah. We look back to the fulfillment of the coming of the Messiah. We all had that same hope. We all have that same hope. We have, all have that same connection. In verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows up into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. Even though we have different personalities, backgrounds, social positions, skin color, or gender, we are all joined together through the work of the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice something here. It's the Lord that joins us together. When they built the temple, when they built the temple Solomon's temple, it said that there was not a, a hammer or chisel heard. Because they built the beams in Lebanon and they built the stones in the rock quarries. They chiseled them out there. So when they brought it to Israel to build the temple, there was no pounding of a hammer. They fitted it all together. You want to know why? It's because this was the imagery of the church. That we're not fitted together by human effort. And what men have done. We're fitted together by God. It's not the work of the flesh that builds the church. It's the spirit of God that builds the church. And God joins us together. He fits us together piece by piece in the body of Christ. So if you don't think that you belong, you don't think that there's a place for you, you're absolutely wrong. Because God has made a spot perfect for you to fit in. And without you in that spot, there's a hole. And it's all of God. It's all of grace. You see this whole, this whole picture. If you ever felt like you didn't belong to God, you didn't belong to the church, you, didn't, you felt like an outsider. What Paul is trying to tell the Gentiles here is, yeah, there, you might have been an outsider, but in Christ Jesus and by his grace and his mercy, he has made you one with him. And now there is no separation. There is no distinction between the Gentile, the Jew, male or female, rich or poor, strong or weak. We are all one in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to a message from Caris New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.kirisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.